Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with another video in the re-review series. I don't have an intro for this though. You already know what microphone it is because you saw the title and you clicked on the video, but this is the cheapest of the cheap, the budgetest of the budget. This is the Neewer NW700. If you are interested in this microphone kit, it will cost you a whopping 20 big ones. Like always, I'll throw links in the description if you want to check it out. For this review, I am not using the provided XLR to 3.5mm cable because it's trash. I am going to be running direct into the Focusrite 18i22nd Gen 48 volts phantom power on my gain at 11 o'clock, recording 24-bit 48kHz. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. This is just embarrassing. I'm ashamed of myself. You of course are going to get the microphone. You'll get a windscreen, a shock mount with a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a 2.5 meter XLR to 3.5 millimeter cable, and a couple pieces of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, the microphone feels pretty terrible. It is not a good feeling microphone at all. It does have a metal body, but it has to be some of the cheapest and worst feeling metal I've come across on any gear that I've reviewed. It does have a metal grill that doesn't have any give to it though, which I guess is a bonus. As we move around the microphone, there are no buttons, no switches, nothing. This is a very basic microphone. On the bottom, you'll find the XLR port. And if it at all matters to you, this microphone is made in China. Next, I want to see if there have been any changes to the microphone from the original 2015 version I reviewed and the current 2021 version. If we look at the body, it is the exact same shape. The grill is very similar with a few minor differences. The new version is slightly lighter than the old version, and I did make sure to remove the metal casing because that might have contributed to the difference in weight. Turns out the internals or the grill are making up for that difference in weight. And if you understand what PCBs do, here is a close-up of the front and the rear of both microphones, the top one being the new NW700 and the bottom one being the old. They are pretty similar with a few minor differences, but I have no idea what those differences do. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 16 kilohertz. Although if I were you, I would take this frequency response graph with a grain of salt. Go ahead and look at the bass and see if there's anything funky that you notice. First thing I notice, this microphone does not have a high pass filter yet. The frequency response graph they provide has a high pass filter. What, what's that about? The, I don't trust this frequency response graph as far as I can throw it, and I can't throw it very far. The sensitivity is negative 38 dB. The self-noise is 16 dBA. Ha! <laughs> I doubt it. The impedance is 150 ohms, and the max SPL is listed at 132 dB. Now I am spinning around the NW700 to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what the rear sounds like. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle and then we will rotate and end at the front of the mic. Now let's see how well this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. And with the provided foam windscreen, please bring pizza pronto, 
Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I'm right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. About three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I'm typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you Leet Gaming folk, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a somewhat well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Now to see how well the provided shock mount works, I'll go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it rejects and then I will tap on the boom arm. Next, to be as thorough as possible, I'll go ahead and tap on the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. And the resonance is so bad on this microphone that you even pick up that noise when I touch the XLR cable. Just listen to this. and that's just barely tapping on the cable. And now let's go ahead and see how the provided foam windscreen affects the tone of the recording. So right now I'm about four to five inches away from the microphone without the foam windscreen installed and here is how it's sounding. And now I have put on the provided foam windscreen. I'm at the same distance, same gain setting, same everything. And here is how my voice sounds. Do you hear a decrease in the top end, which is typically what you would hear on a less than stellar foam windscreen. And now we're going to do a very quick spoken word comparison between the NW700 and a couple of other microphones that are on the market so we can get a bit more context for how this microphone performs against the competition. Like always, we'll start on the mic that we're reviewing. This is the NW700. I'm six inches off. My gain is at 11 o'clock. And here is how the audio sounds. And here we are on the original NW700 I bought back in 2015. Just so you can hear if there's any difference in the tone between the new version and the old version. I don't know if there's any difference, but I will know once I listen back. What do you think? Is there a difference or is it the same? Next microphone. Back on the new NW700 and here is how it's sounding. Nothing has changed. Let's jump to the next microphone so you can hear how it compares to that. Next, we're on the Mackie EM91C. This costs between 50 to 60 bucks. And although this is similar in shape to the newer, it has a very different material used. You can tell it does not have that same resonance. So it is quite a big improvement for double the price. But there you go, same distance, same gain setting. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And let's jump to the next microphone. And here we are back on the NW700 again. Nothing has changed, same distance, same gain setting. 20, $25 microphone. Let's jump to the next mic and do another comparison. Now I am on the Tascam TM80, another affordable XLR condenser microphone. This costs around $50. I had to increase my gain to around two o'clock on the focus right. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And there you go, affordable condenser versus much more affordable condenser. Let's jump to the next one.
Back again on the NW700 so you can hear how this sounds. Nothing is nothing has changed. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now we're on the Neat Worker B. This costs around $90, and this is another cardioid condenser microphone. I have my gain set at 1 o'clock, 6 inches off of this thing. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it, and there you go, $90 versus $20. Do you hear a $70 improvement over the sound? Let's jump back to the NW700 and do some more comparisons. All right, on the NW700 again, same distance, same gain setting. I am including this so you can hear my voice in between each of the mics we're comparing it against. Listen to it, understand how it sounds, and let's jump to the next mic. Now I am on the MXL V67G. This costs $100. I am six inches off. My gain is set at two o'clock, and here is how this sounds. Just trying to give you a full picture of what's available at different price points. $100 versus $20, five times the cost. Are you getting five times the sound? Let me know in the comments down below. Let's do some more comparisons now. Okay, back again on the NW700. Here is how this sounds. Nothing has changed. It's the exact same. What a shocker. Let's jump to the next microphone so you can hear how it compares against that. Next, we are on one of the, if not the most popular condenser microphones. This is the AT2020, costs $100, cardioid only. I am six inches off, my gain is still at two o'clock, and here is how this sounds. $100 versus $20 or $25. Which one do you prefer? Let's jump to the next one and do more comparisons. Super duper. NW700 again, this is the new NW700, not the original. We're not reviewing the original, so why? it doesn't matter. It's the microphone we're reviewing. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to the next one. And now we are on the AKG P120. I do not have the filter or the pad engaged. I am six inches off, gain still at two o'clock. This used to cost around $70 to $80. Now it is $105, and here's how it sounds. Check the lower third to see how much I boosted it, and let's jump back to the newer. NW700 again, are you surprised? You should not be, but this is the 700. Same distance, same gain setting, six inches, 11 o'clock, no post-processing. Check the lower third, and let's jump to the next microphone. Now I am on the Personas PX1. This is another cardioid-only condenser microphone. Six inches off, gain still at two o'clock. And this runs around $130. Make sure to check the lower third to see how much I boosted it. And let's jump back to the newer or newer and do another comparison. I think we have one more microphone to compare it against. I think you all know what it's going to be, but here is the NW700. Listen to it, understand it, get a good feel for how it sounds. And let's jump to the last microphone. And lastly, we are on the Neumann U87AI, no pad, no filter, cardioid mode. This is a multi-pattern XLR condenser microphone. My gain is set at noon at 12 o'clock, six inches off, and here is how this sounds. Oh, this costs around $3,600. So not a fair comparison in the slightest, $20 versus $3,600. Not fair, but I'm including it anyway. Does not matter. There you go, those are the comparisons. And let me know which of these microphones you preferred the most in the comments down below. Which one was your favorite? Do you think the Neewer is the best bang for the buck? And let's jump to the music test. 
Test this microphone I have To see if it's still worth a dime in 2021 Yeah, it's been about five or six years since I originally reviewed The NW700 and my testing parameters have expanded quite drastically, so it's about time we put it through its paces again and see if five or six years later it's still worth the 20 bucks that it costs. Okay, the rest of this video is going to come across as a little bit harsh, but I want to remind everybody, if you own the NW700 and enjoy it and get use out of it, this is not a personal attack on you. Do not take this personally. This is just my opinion about this microphone. And first up in terms of pros, the price of this. Typically, I try to leave pricing out of the pros and cons, but I think that is the main thing that's drawing people to the NW700 and the main thing that makes it appealing. It's a $20 to $25 full microphone kit, excluding the interface, and that makes it really appealing. And secondly, it technically functions. And for that price, that's pretty impressive. But then as far as cons, the microphone is way too resonant, which is terrible for audio equipment. You don't want your audio equipment to resonate when you sing a specific note or your guitar hits a specific note. You do not want that. So they need to have some kind of new material that doesn't ring like an effing bell. Also, the background noise rejection is pretty unimpressive, picks up a lot of background noise, picks up a lot of reverb in an untreated room. And lastly, as far as the sound, I just think it sounds kind of bad. But keep in mind, all of these cons, it's a $20 microphone, so take it with a grain of salt. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions on this microphone, on the electric guitar, it was not great. In the low mids, you get a bit of boxiness, a little bit of muddiness, really doesn't work too well down there. Then you get, in general, a much more mid-forward sound. That's not inherently a bad thing. You can get really great sounds with a mid-forward mic on an electric guitar. This is not one of those cases. I find the mids to be very unappealing and a bit unnatural sounding and then the top end you just have this graininess to it that makes it sound unnatural as well so on the electric guitar it's definitely not something i would reach for then on the acoustic guitar not only is that my least favorite use for this i truly disliked it i really hated how this sounded on the acoustic the low end was empty it was hollow sounding it had a no it had a no body it had no body or depth to it the top end was missing it was very dead sounding there 
and then you have an unnatural midsection. When I was listening to the playback, it sounded like a telephone call from the 80s or 90s if it was a really good telephone. Very unappealing sound on the acoustic. Next up for singing, again, I wasn't a fan of it there. The first thing that stuck out to me was the top end. It's very grainy and unnatural and a bit harsh sounding. It sounds as though you're singing through a $20 microphone. Then when you get to the midsection, you get a very claustrophobic and closed off and nasal sound to it. Just all around a very unappealing sound for singing. Yes, you can do a bunch of EQ to it to try to get a better sound, but you're not going to be able to get rid of some of those characteristics like the graininess. That's stuck in the recording. And lastly, for spoken word, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you have this anemic and hollow and empty low end, lacks any kind of body, the mids are very claustrophobic and nasally sounding, not appealing there unless you're going for that. And then the top end, you have that graininess. It sounds like a $20 microphone. I have heard a lot of people do some EQ to this and get much better results. However, they still have the character of the NW700 there. So just keep that in mind. You can play with it, but you're stuck with the, the attributes of this microphone no matter what you do. And to wrap up, would I recommend the NW700, or I guess the question is, is it still worth it in 2021? And I think the answer is no, not really. The reason I'm saying that is I think the microphone sounds bad enough that if you're able to save up twice the cost of this, 50 bucks, the Mackie EM91C sounds exponentially better. That's if you're looking for a cardioid condenser microphone, very similar form factor. If you're okay going dynamic, I would recommend going to the Behringer XM8500, $20, much better sounding. But now that I've given you a couple alternatives to the NW700, I want to make it abundantly clear that I think it's outstanding that you're able to spend 20 bucks and get a microphone that even functions, that even turns on, and allows you to get audio as good as this is. Do I think it's great sounding? No. Do I think it's good sounding? No. But for 20 bucks, you can't expect a U87. You shouldn't be expecting that. You can buy a $20 microphone, play around with it, get to know it, figure out how to process it to get the best out of it as you can, and learn what you like and dislike about it, and then upgrade based on that knowledge you've acquired by using the NW700 or the EM91C or the Behringer XM8500. So even though I would not recommend it, I still think it's incredible that recording has become this accessible. So there you go. That is my recommendation or conclusion or whatever the hell you want to call it. But that's going to wrap up for today. I would love to hear from you. Which microphone would you like to see me re-review next? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you see somebody recommending a mic you want re-reviewed, go ahead and give it a thumbs up so it gets to push to the top of the comments and I actually see it. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big old thumbs down. I looked at it. I'm surprised it didn't start resonating. If you, I don't, I don't know what I need to say next. Discord server. I have one of those. Podcastage.com/discord. And these are amazing people over here. I love these people. These are the folks that contribute five dollars or more down below by clicking that join button or going to patreon.com slash podcastage. You can be one of them too. 
You can do that. That's it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.